now. Talk Real Estate with Sharon McNamara, sponsored by Boston Connect Real Estate Services. Hi, I'm your host, Sharon McNamara, and you are listening to Talk Real Estate Roundtable. Let me share a little bit about my background before we get started. I am the broker owner of Boston Connect Real Estate, a boutique firm that is home to over 30 real estate sales and marketing agents who service home buyers and home sellers throughout Boston, the South Shore, the South Coast, and Cape Cod. Our firm takes pride in assisting our clients in the next chapter of their lives by taking a holistic approach to their real estate endeavors. We believe that every move should be a moving experience. Every week, my co-host Melissa Wallace and I will provide you with my team's unique marketing approach to selling homes and share with you our expertise in navigating the home buying process. We value the experience of our agents at Boston Connect Real Estate so much that not only will you hear my perspective on real estate topics, occasionally you will hear the expert thoughts and opinions of our experienced agents at Boston Connect Real Estate. Be a part of our roundtable. If you have any questions during the show, please call 781-837-4900. We'd love to talk real estate. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and wherever you'd like to listen to podcasts at Talk Real Estate Roundtable. If you would like a one-on-one consultation with me and my team to discuss your real estate needs, you can connect with me at bostonconnect.com or 781-826-8000. Now, sit back, relax, take good notes, and let's talk real estate. And hello to all my South Shore neighbors. You are listening to Talk Real Estate Roundtable. My name is Melissa Wallace, and I am joined by the one and only Kristen Howlett tonight. Oh, it's been a it's been a minute. It's been a minute, and Happy New Year! Where have I been? Where Where have I been? I feel like I haven't done the show live in a while. It's I been a like couple I'm weeks. Breathing. I feel like I'm breathing really heavy. <laughs> I know together. we got to get used to uh, you know doing the show again, but we we took um, I don't know the past two weeks off because you know it was the holidays it was christmas new year's it's the holiday season season. you know and they just fell on you know tuesday nights and saturday mornings and just we weren't around we well deserved thank you um yeah so i hope i I hope this is like riding a bicycle hosting a radio show should be like riding a bicycle right (laughs) me too and i came back today and i'm so like i'm so focused what did i say when you walked into my office this morning i said oh you just brightened my day or something Oh, that's yeah. so sweet. Well, that's the second time I've told you. I hope you listened to the first time. <laughs> we are live on Facebook, so be sure to follow us, Boston Connect Real Estate. We're on all well, of I'm the Connect share pages. It. Yeah, share uh, right follow now. Kristen Howlett on <laughs> Facebook. Um, but Larry is in the studio tonight. Hello, Larry. Hey, Happy New Year. Happy hey, New Larry. Year. Hey, Larry. How you're doing? in for a treat tonight, yeah, Larry. Yeah, you're in for a real treat with us. Oh, um, <laughs> I'm going to learn something tonight. All right. Yeah, you are going to learn something. Um, but if you want to connect with us um, and want to talk to us live on air, you can call Larry at the studio, 781-837-4900. I forgot my drink, so I'm going to give you an opportunity sure. to reintroduce yourselves to all of our listeners in case they haven't caught you. Am I breathing heavy? I don't know, but is it my my leg? <laughs> Larry will text us if we're breathing. Larry, too heavy. let me know if I'm breathing heavy. Not, not yet. Maybe later on in no, the show. Yeah, towards the end of the show when you run out of time. Yeah, when we run out of time, we'll be uh, talking really <laughs> fast. But um, in case nobody has uh, heard you on our you know million shows that we've done together, why don't you reintroduce yourselves to all of our listeners? Okay, thanks, Melissa. You're welcome. Enjoy your coffee. <laughs> My name is Kristen Howlett. I am a full-time realtor here at Boston Connect Real Estate. 
at 19 Mattachusett Street in Pembroke. I oh, I'm catching myself on Facebook Live. I look a little. I don't know. I'm gonna have to do a filter or something. Anyway, um, I am a full-time realtor at Boston Connect. I help service clients, um, sellers and buyers from um, anywhere. Actually, I've I've gone everywhere. Yeah, there's no you place have. I will not go. Um, so if you have any questions, if you would like to talk about selling, buying, whatever the, whatever, there's no such thing as a stupid question. And I can help <laughs> we you. We welcome all questions. We welcome all questions. We do welcome all questions. So, um, we sort of do this show every year, um, sort of a version of it at the end of the year and a version of it in the beginning of the year. And we did it, you and I, last year. We Isn't did. So I know. Funny. So we met earlier and we were trying to decide, uh, cause you'll be back in two weeks. We're doing our month segment of, mm-hmm. um, you know, highlighting some towns here on the South Shore. But, um, you know, today we were just talking about, oh, you know, what are, what are we going to be talking about tonight? What are we going to talk about in the future? All that stuff. But we, we do. We, we did this show together last year, so we thought it was pretty fitting that we would do it again tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're just going to sort of do like a year in review. Um, in what a year it was. In what a year. Oof. Yeah. Good. 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 It, it, good. it ended up on a good note. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it ended up on a good note for both of us, really. But we're going to be sort of talking about the journey that we both went through through this whole year or last year. I keep forgetting. It's I did write 2023 today. You did. I did. Mm. It's my first day back in the office. Um, but yeah, uh, you know, we're, we're just going to be t- sort of saying a year in review and looking back, um, you know, what we predicted for the year and see what actually did come true. Yeah. Yeah. So where do you want to start? Well, Julia is so awesome. She always gives us a great little agenda here. Yeah. So um, coming off of 2022, going into 2023, I think we all had really high hopes. Um, this year, I sat down with Sharon, our broker, Sharon McNamara. Yes, my co-host. Sunning her. Sending her warm regard. She's (laughs) sending her buns in Aruba right now. Mm. Um, But anyways, we sat down recently and talked about, I wanted to go over my, I'm I'm very into the numbers this year. Yeah. And like what they mean and how I, you know, we went over what happened. And you can see that when I'm busy in my business, I kind of, you know, get laser focused on that. So there's some peaks and valleys. And um what I told her is that we had had a meeting, I think, at the latter part of 2022, and I underestimated because she was she was 100% on target saying, it's going to be a different year. It's going to yeah. be a different market. I want you guys to be prepared and buckle up. And I really didn't believe her. Yeah. Or I, th- I didn't think it was going to affect us as much as it really did. And there were some other things I think she, you know, has been through the ups and downs. So she's completely, you know, yeah. attuned to, to what's going to happen. And the writing was on the wall with her. But we, what, what we thought was going to happen, I don't think really did. And yeah. some other things, you know, it was kind of a, a, a weird year. I think that the thing that we were able to predict was 
it being unpredictable. And I know that that like is yeah. so weird to say, yeah. but it was. So some of the things um, that, and it's not just us. So anybody who's listening, it's not just us who predicted all these things. I mean, we're watching NAR and Greater Boston, like all these, you know, all these things that we're getting our education from, the, the where everybody's getting their education from. It, it's, you know, people who do this for a living coming up with all of these predictions. And some of them were, you know, came true and some and of them some didn't. Were, were completely off. And I think that's why my focus so much on the numbers is I'm, I'm very black and white. Yeah. And I'm very, I'm a rule follower. And I like to, I like to, you know, I'm, what I felt like was the news and the, the, the sky is falling ty- type of mentality that went on in the, in the media yeah. was completely. Oops, Someone's calling Owen you. Howlett they, calling. Owen Howlett does not know that you're live on air. But so some of the things that I wanted to sort of touch upon, um, you don't know how to turn your phone off. Some of the things that <laughs> I want to touch upon um, that were sort of predictions for 2023 were, um, okay, so interest rates and affordability. How do you feel that the interest rates or was affordability up, back down? Like what? where were your sort of, um, I guess buyers um, going. Th- what were they going through last this was year? This was a it was a very tough year for buyers because mm-hmm. the interest rates went up, and even you know we were seeing we were coming off COVID, we were coming off a couple of years where it was pretty easy to sell a house. It was pretty. It, I won't say it was easy to buy a house mm-hmm. um, because it certainly wasn't. But there were a lot of things that went into it where the real estate market was 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 crazy things were things were flying and now we're in sort of a let's say normal market where you do have to market you have to go back to the old school ways i think you know the the interest rates going up scared people Mm -hmm. but once they had a a chance to kind of realize all right well it's not changing Mm -hmm. i've got to adapt to this and Mm -hmm. you can speak better than anybody yeah people realized you know what i've still got to buy I've still got to buy. And if I don't, yeah. I, this is what I keep saying to my buyers too. It it doesn't matter. Let's figure out what you can afford monthly and let's take it from there because the we have no control over the interest rates. But if you really want to buy and you want to be a homeowner, let's see how we can make it work for you. Yeah. I mean, and you hit it right, right where it was. So with me, I... You know, I met with Jasmine and, you know, I could afford in the fours. And that was scary for me because I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm, I'm one person. Like, I, I don't know if I want to, you know, buy a house at $400,000 yeah. or anything like that, you know. But the interest rate was great at that point, And, you know, but the, the competition was so much higher. And then as time went by, so like my buying journey was almost a year and a half where, you know, every single time I put in an offer, I had to have a conversation with Jasmine first and just essentially ask her, can I afford this? You know, and we, we, I set the expectation when she asked me, you know, what do you want your monthly payment to be? And we'll work backwards. So, you know, I gave her a number and ultimately I ended up going over that number. Um, because as I went through my journey, I had to adapt, like you just said, you know, Yes, in a perfect world, would I have loved to kept my original budget? Yes, but I was sort of I, I I was giving myself an even bigger cushion than sort of maybe I needed to. Yeah, because yeah. it was initially scary. I mean, yeah, of course, I'm home buyer, and I'm like, oh my gosh, all this money. But then I had to take a step back and be like, no, 
I got here on my own. I can do this on my own. Like, I can afford this. And, you know, I I stayed within my budget and, you know, I, I ended up getting a house. But but I I put in like eight offers. So there were there was a lot of competition. I and there were 24 offers on the house that I ended up getting. So, you know, it, it's it's all about there were certain factors of my offer that were sort of more appealing than not just the number. So, you know, it, it's it's all about strategy. Yeah. And I don't think that aspect of it is going away. Right. And, and I and if if the interest rates are gonna go down this year, there's just gonna be competition's more gonna go competition. up. Yep. Yep. So that's something we'll talk about afterwards because that now now I think I really think that for me I've I've sort of blocked out all the noise because every time I see something on the news and Brian, my husband is the one, Oh, look at this one on the news. I'm like, Oh my God, stop. Because it's <laughs> always, it's typically bad news. And yeah. typically a lot of the time it's, if you dig a little bit deeper, you'll see that the catch bait articles are not, it's not that bad. Yeah. It's, it's not bad at all. It's yeah. still a great time to buy a house. If you, if you've got your finances in order and you know what you want, then guess what? It's a great time to buy a house, especially in the next, I'd say, month, two months, because once those interest rates start lowering, there's more competition. There's more competition. People are going to come out and guess what? We, we, I hope it doesn't happen, but we may come back to the, you know, multiple offers and you have to go in over asking and you have to start giving up things right now you every single one of my listings has has a home inspection mm-hmm. we're not waiving home inspections we're not i have an i have an um something under agreement right now and as i'm the listing agent it's not over asking price mm-hmm. you know what i mean it's it's definitely mm-hmm. it's a more stable market mm-hmm. and i think that 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 makes buyers a little bit more confident in their decisions. Nobody wants to be rushed no. or feel bullied into having no. to put an offer in. So now's the time to buy. Now's the time. And it's still a great time to sell too. Yeah. yeah. And something that I was comforting for me is, you know, I know that I'm not going to have my interest rate forever. Yeah. You know, there there's always an opportunity to refinance when it's, it's right. And... So to have that conversation with Jasmine, it comforted me because, okay, I can do this. I can afford this now, you know. Because where you're at right now, you can afford this. You're yeah. completely fine. And if you had to do this for 30 years, yeah. you could do it. Mm-hmm. But guess what? If the rates go down, you're fine. If the rates go up, you're still fine. Yeah. So. Yeah. It was, you know, I it was, I, it was my goal to end the year in a house and I did it in November. So I had a month to spare. Um, But yeah, so, so another uh, prediction that there was for 2023 was a shift to a buyer's market. Do you think that that happened? I think it somewhat happened at the end. Um, I'd say in the last month, month and a half, maybe, but not even really, because if things are still, if things are priced correctly, and the houses are in good condition, mm-hmm. they're still going fast. Yeah. And they're still going with multiple offers. Yeah. Um, if things, you know, if things need a little bit of work or they're not priced accurately, um, we are seeing some things stick around. 
And I'll just note, like, a little bit of work goes a long way. I, I did a little bit of work on my house, and it feels like a totally different house. I yeah. mean, I'm talking paint and having the hardwood floors refinished and, yeah. you know, and replacing carpet. gorgeous. They're gorgeous. I mean, I just, did I love it. Did you have the carpet replaced already? Yeah. And, <gasps> yeah, I already did that. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Hmm. Um, yeah, Sincata flooring. Nice. Yeah. Um. Uh, yeah, it, so those little bit of things. So, like, I had one room of carpet. I had a couple rooms of hardwood, you know, had the, the house painted. But it feels like a totally different house. Yeah. You know what I mean? I took down a chair reel. Oh, yeah. Big whoop. Yeah. But, it, yeah. Oh, it, like, it made the space look so much bigger. Yeah. It feels so much bigger. So, yeah. you know, and there's, a perfect there's space little for things you. that, you know, you can do to sort of change the space and change how you feel in it. Um, so, yeah, I don't I don't feel like it was a complete shift to a buyer's market. I think no. that it's still a seller's market. Yeah. But I do think that, that something so I so if it's OK, I'll I'll pull on experiences that I had this yeah, year. Yeah, of course. And one of which was I had a fantastic couple um, that were FHA buyers, which um, can be a little bit challenging because FHA, even though it's a fantastic program, their requirements can be a little bit stricter. Mm-hmm. And this was a house that came on the market. Um, they It went under agreement super quick, fairly quickly, I think twice and it fell out and it kept coming back and it kept coming back. Mm-hmm. And um, we kept circling back to it. And my buyers were kind of hesitant. And the more we looked into it, I'm like, it's a perfect house for you guys. You're not going to grow out of it. Um, there were some challenges with it. But luckily enough, I ended up with the best co-broke mm-hmm. ever. Mm-hmm. Um, she was awesome. And she um, we she knew our challenges she knew what we were going to be up against she knew you know we had all of these different things and and the two of us worked together and my clients were able to get something under agreement with fha Mm -hmm. um they are so happy they've done same thing they've done a ton of work there was some things that needed to be done i recruited my husband (laughs) he came over and helped um but we ended up getting it done and they were able to get a home inspection and they were able to get some things done. Yeah. And we, we were able to do a little bit of negotiating. I think that's the thing with agents now. We forget that we we have to negotiate things just because something happened. I just had one fall out. Just because some things come up doesn't mean that the deal has to fall through. Let's negotiate. Let's talk about it. If you have somebody that wants to buy and I have somebody that's willing to sell, let's yeah. figure it out let's figure it out right let's, let's so get it together so i think that buyer's market as far as things that could you know that you can bring to the table and i guess yeah does that make sense yeah i mean i would say that i sort of have a different perspective on it because i was a buyer in the market so like i didn't feel there were times where i thought i had an advantage and i guess at the end i did have an advantage but you know it was it was frustrating you know it was frustrating and i there i don't think that personally i was in a buyer's market i no. i still felt very much like it was you know the sellers against me yeah 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 <laughs> you and know? it's yeah and it's and it's still it the the sellers still i think for the most part have an upper hand right now yeah 
Um, millennial homeownership. Uh, mm. Yeah, I think so. Uh, I'm a millennial. I bought a house. Uh, you, uh, ha- one of your clients is in the same age range as yeah. Me. I have a lot of a, I have a lot of millennials. Yeah, she got yeah. a house last year. Yeah, the millennial homeownership. Woo-hoo. Yeah, I love it. I say it all the time. I love that. Um, you guys are so much smarter. And um, my one of my favorite clients, Kendall, who just purchased, yeah. who I'm obsessed with, and I'm so proud of her. She's you know just like you. She's she's doing it on her own yeah and i'm so proud of her and she's a hard worker and she we were looking at some places that she was so not afraid of and like oh i can do this and i can do that and in the end she ended up sliding into something that was perfect for her yeah she doesn't have to do a damn thing yeah she didn't even have to paint it was so meticulously taken care of but she's just like you in such a good position mm-hmm. that she's a homeowner yeah yeah I know. I woke up Christmas I, uh, and I was like, oh, this is my house. <laughs> Merry <laughs> this is, Christmas. Merry Christmas. This is mine. Um, yeah. So the trend was that, you know, millennials, who they they are sort of a large portion of first-time home buyers. And, you know, so they just educated. Continued, yeah. They continue to impact market trends. So, you know, whether they're entering the market or they were looking to sell first time, like their their first yep. home, too. Yeah. So they yep. had already purchased a home. So a lot of millennials were selling their first, uh, first home, too, last year. Um, in the past couple of years, really. Um, <clears throat> what else? Importance of rate locked homeowners. What does this one say? With a large percentage oh, the of the baby boomers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The baby boomers. Yeah. And housing supply. Well, that's a funny. Have you seen that meme when it shows that it says baby boomers selling their house that they bought? And, you know. Oh, <laughs> like 19, for $19,000. $19, for like $19,000 <laughs> and they're getting like a million dollars. I mean, don't hate the player. Hate the game. Yeah. Right. And it's, you know, it's, it's so true. They are, you know, the, the millennials that are, that are outgrowing the, the, the first time, their first time houses, they need more room. Maybe their families are expanding or, you know, they want a nice big backyard. They want what the baby boomers have and they're, you know, right sizing. Yeah. Um, importance of rate locked homeowners. The large percentage of homeowners have locked in low mortgage rates of three percent or less. There was a trend of reluctance to list and purchase new homes. Affected market. Yeah. So we did a show. I can't remember. It was like ten things, like ten reasons why you know someone would sell in that year or whatever. So you know somebody might not want to sell because of the rate that they have. Yeah. But there are, it was like the 10 reasons why you would probably have to. So, you know, whether it be job or we've done a show on, you know, death, divorce, you know, all that stuff. So there are so many different reasons why you would sell your house. But sometimes you just grow out of it. Sometimes you just have to move, you know. So, But that was a big, that was a big, I feel like that was a a bigger impact than we thought it was going to be. and interestingly enough, I remember, again, Miss Know-It-All Sharon, how we were at an office meeting and she had said something to the effect of maybe when they did the rates, the lowering of the rates, they, sh- they, they weren't thinking of this, that they were going to have this bottleneck of inventory. And maybe what they should have done is lowered the rates for buyers, mm-hmm. first-time buyers or anyone who is buying and not refinancing mm-hmm. or limit that because yeah. really that is what happened is all of these people who are now still sitting on mm-hmm. two, two, 
Like, think about that. Some people have like two and a half percent rates. Mm-hmm. That's insane. Yeah, I would be interested to know of like what the laws are with that, though. Like, I, I mean, I would think that there would be some sort of like fair housing or something where like you can't say that like you're you don't qualify because you already own a home or something. Well, like, it they, would be. I mean, they did do see. it. Look at all the things that they did do with you know the grants and all that stuff. With mm-hmm. you know, I think that again, I don't pretend to know one thing about (laughs) no you pretend you do know a lot of things about a lot of things I know a lot of things about a lot of things but when it comes to why they dropped the rates and all that stuff sometimes it goes over my head yeah to be quite honest well you know you you stay in your lane you do what you're supposed to that's right you know and you connect people who who stay in their lane as well and do their thing too so (laughs) Um, okay, so I, I want to do some like success stories too. So I know that you mentioned Kendall and sort of a little bit of her journey. Give me a little bit about your year and some some of your success stories with your business. So Jan- if you had talked to me January of 2022, I had the highest goals. Remember, 23. Rem- oh, 2023. I know I keep saying Now it's that. 24. So January 2023, I was like, oh, I'm going to crush it. I'm going to kill it. And it started off really great. And then it just kind of, again, I think all that noise and all of the the confusing things that we were seeing in the media and everybody kind of got scared. And, you know, all of these people that I had a lot of buyers that were thinking about buying and then ended up deciding that it wasn't for them. The mm-hmm. rates got too much. They were comfortable where they were. Um, they ended up renting. So kind of a lot of things happened where, you know, I I thought it was going to be better. And I, I did finish up good. Mm-hmm. I finished up great. Yeah. But I did, I did have some pockets where it was like, oh, geez, what's going to happen? Mm-hmm. Um, what was the question again? <laughs> success stories <laughs> in your business. Oh, right. I was getting negative down there for a minute. But um, so what are some success? Oh, so Kendall was a great success story. She mm-hmm. was a referral from um, Jenny and Cam, who I adore. And we, just like you, um, put some offers out, put some offers out. She started to de- get discouraged. Um, we had a crappy situation. But then... I am a firm believer in everything happens the way that it's supposed to. Mm -hmm. And every time it does, everybody's like, oh, you were right. I wanted to punch you in the face when you were saying it to me. But in the end, you were totally right. And and it does. And again, she, Jen Morrison, who is awesome, she works for um, Cross Country Mortgage. And she was her lender. And we got creative with, you know, how are we going to change? In the beginning, we were asking for rate buy downs and we were doing all this stuff and you know we kind of took a step back for a minute and just thought listen if she can afford this let's go with this way and let's just simplify it Mm -hmm. a nice clean offer and really that's that was our success with that one thinking outside the box i think that's really what we have to do go back to basics and think outside the box yeah do you i feel like you know, 2023 and even like maybe the year or two beforehand, like you did have to think outside the box. Yeah. You had to get like creative. I wouldn't say think outside the box, but also like, um, like crafty. 
Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like you had to, you had to find the angle. Creative wasn't the word for you. I don't know. <laughs> you I don't had know. To use crafty. It was well because creative. I think is um, we were we were in fierce competition. Yeah. Right. So I know. I went to, up. I went up against Kendall a couple times. I know, and we, yeah, and and every time I think you know there was a reason why it didn't come through. Mm-hmm. I helped um, one of my dear friends, Lisa. I helped two of her kids buy this year, and they were great. Same same idea. Her her son Josh. He first first offer. We went out. Wow. He knew exactly what he wanted. Wow. And he was, and they were both dreams to work with. But same thing, they're they're just smart. They know exactly what they wanted. They're so happy, you know. Those were two really good success stories. Yeah, good, 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 good. So, um, some of the challenges and adaptations that you had to sort of go through last year. <laughs> what were some of those? Um, personally, or in the market. You want to talk about your personal? Well, I think. Well, you and I have talked about this. I do think that what happened is all of the noise got in. I know for me, particularly, it got in my head, and Mm -hmm. it just kind of, you know, like, what do we have to do? Really, you just have to serve your clients, and you have to help them, and you know, reach out and see if anybody don't climb under a rock, and also. You know, you don't need to be obnoxious. If if you want to sell a house, I can help you. If you want to buy a house, I can help you. Yeah, I think that sort of, and I know we sometimes say like back to basics type of thing, but like it really is sort of true because with, like you said, everything, all the noise, everything, a lot of things that got brought up last year have to do with like AI and technology and cybersecurity and all these things. And it's like, what happened to just talking to somebody face to face? Picking up the phone. Picking up the phone. Yeah. And just like talking. Yeah. Showing up and showing your client a property, not yeah. just sending them to an open house and hoping that they, you know, know exactly what to do. You know, it, it's it's educating. It's being one on one. It's it's spending time together. And as you're you building know me, that relationship, yeah, that's my big thing is is to have people be educated. And I think it was almost impossible, even though I did a good job of doing it. It's it's almost impossible to educate people when everybody's so fast paced and mm-hmm. they oh I got pre approved oh I want to put an offer in oh I want to go do this I want to go and jump in and and go head first when really if you take a step back I'm a big I love my first time home buyers um, I love them to come in we mm-hmm. talk, we go over everything we go over what an offer looks like we go over you know this is go over what MLS looks like what has sold what is on the market right now what's something you're interested in mm-hmm. and then you know, kind of take it from there and, yeah. you know, but you're right, education and, and having somebody, my worst fear is, is one of my buyers come back to me and say, how could you ever let me buy this house? Yeah. Like, I just want you to know I'm completely transparent. I want you to know everything that you're in for and you make that decision. I'll help you. I'll hold your hand, but you've, you've got to make that decision in the end. Yeah. And so I feel like it is very much like getting back to basics it's having the conversation of what exactly that you're looking for because this is a very important decision you know everybody knows that yeah and you know just having that conversation having these meetings being one-on-one with them you know going out there in the field looking at properties together is that's the important part 
you know, because if you do that and you're completely transparent and tell that, you know, educate, all you can do is educate somebody, you know, and, and ultimately they're going to end up making the decision whether they're a seller or a buyer, you know, so if you're having a conversation with your seller going through all of your offers, ultimately it's their decision which offer that they choose if they get multiple offers. But it it is very much like education is key. You know, all you can do is educate and then they can come up with the decision, you know, at the end of the day. But you, you never want anybody to come to you and say, oh, I should, wish I never bought that house. Why'd you let me buy that house? Or I wish I never sold my house, you know, because right. that could happen too. Right, right. It's an, it's an emotional purchase and it's an emotional sale. So, you know, things things happen. But, you know, as long as you have open communication, which is getting back to the basics, it's not just, you know, sending an automated email, doing a voice message, like doing all these things, you know. Right. That, right. You know, you got to get you got to talk like I'm talking yeah. right now. Yeah, of course. I mean, I think, too, to go back to, I do think that, you know, the real estate industry, even though it's still busy and closings are happening every day as a whole we were down right yeah yeah um i mean not as bad as we thought especially in our office not not nearly as bad as no. what they they predicted that yeah. we were going to yeah predictions were definitely you know th- there was a prediction where as a market um you know we would be down which Everybody was, you know, were we down as much as we thought? No. Um, But the also the other thing that we had to be very cautious about was was the noise. So everything going on in the real estate industry as real estate professionals, you know, from a business standpoint, we needed to be in compliance with a lot of different things. So there were a lot of shifts that we needed to happen, um, you know, so to make sure that we were doing the right thing and and educating you guys. Which we do. Yeah, Yeah, we do. I mean, that's one thing that I feel like, you know, maybe I was, maybe I was, maybe I didn't take Sharon's forewarning <laughs> because I do, you know, that's kind of how I, that's my mentality is just like, we do it. We do it right. We do it. We do the right thing. We're not. That was something that I did um, encounter a few times this year was, mm-hmm. um, different agents, agents who were not on the same um, mindset as me. Mm -hmm. And that was difficult. It is frustrating. It's hard when you're not, you know, I did, I wish I had the number, but I did see something the other day that um, the, the, the amount of agents that are predicted to leave this industry this year because it's not as easy. And what will happen is the cream always rises to the top. So it will give us that are, you know, one thing about me the past couple of years, it's been so busy on autopilot that I got away from doing my Popeyes and doing all that fun stuff. And that's the stuff that I absolutely love. So, you know, being able to go back to those things and, like you said, build, it's a relationship business, not yeah. a sales business. Yeah, I mean, we always say, you know, we work by referral. We There's nothing better than, you know, a, a, a testimony from somebody that you know. So when when you work by referral, you have to have that personal touch. So it is doing your pop buys. It is, you know, keeping in touch with your clients because as soon as they hear somebody looking for, you know, to buy or sell, they're going to be thinking of you. Right, right. Yeah. Not a robot online that like, no. <laughs> you know, make sure to click on this button and you might get, you know, directed more to information? somebody. Want more information? 
Yeah, we're gonna connect scary. you with somebody who's never even seen the property, <laughs> who doesn't know anything about it. Yeah, <laughs> come on, man. Come on, man. Um, yeah, but no, that's what I mean. You know, with the AI and all that stuff, and yeah, there are some great aspects to it. That's totally fine. But when it comes to the personal touches, it just doesn't have it. And that's what we're all about, right? That's right. That is right. Um, we only have about 10 minutes left here, but I want to get to, um, I don't really want to talk about the regulations and the legal part Me of it. Me neither. Yeah, I'm sorry. It, it, it was boring. Uh, Julia <laughs> did a great job with this. Yeah. Lessons learned. Yeah. Lessons learned. Why don't we talk about that? Love it. Okay. Well, want do you want to start? Yeah. I want you to start. Um, digital transfer t- transformation is non-negotiable. Virtual tours, online marketing, and remote, remote workspaces are no longer just options. They're necessities. Mm. Um, I agree with that. Yeah. I think there's a place for that. I also think that they are, I, my kids have to listen to me, my, my older son in particular. I'm like, you need to go back in the office. I do think that people need to be in the office. I do think, like you said, too, I think that we, we can adapt. We can... we. Listen, we learned that we can do things like do a Zoom meeting if it's needed, Mm -hmm. but I always would prefer somebody coming in this office and sitting across the table from me. I think it's also, you know, the whole virtual tours and online marketing sort of thing. I think I'm just thinking as a listing agent perspective. So like treating all of your listings equally. So if you do... For one, you have to do for them all. So it's professional photography, floor plans, maybe drones or something, you know, and you're promoting them all equally, you know, and that sets the standard for who you are and how you operate as a a business owner. And it also gives your consumer more information. I mean, if you if you were if you were up you had two listings in front of you. One had two pictures. One was from an iPhone and one was of the stupid, I don't know, like backyard of the house. And you had another listing that showed you, you know, what the floor plan looked like and all these other things. And you're able to, knowledge is power. And the more information that you have, the better. That might be something based on, you know, what you're looking at. Oh, I didn't love that you know, this in the background. So I'm going to skip that one or, oh, I loved this. I want to go see more. Yeah. The more information that you have. And then it's kind of like time is precious in this market. Yeah. So you're not going to waste. You had, and I know personally, you had a lot of things that you were like, yeah, you know what? I'm not even going to look at it. Yeah. I didn't love this or, you know, I really loved this and I wanted to look more at it. So the more information our job now is to market and market mm-hmm. really well mm-hmm. and do a good job and get mm-hmm. back. It's no more throwing a sign in the yard. and Yeah. I guess getting back to like our first point was with the whole like buyer's market type of thing. When you just said that, it made me think of something like, yes, I put in maybe like eight offers, but I saw so many more houses than eight. Okay. So there were eight houses where I was like, yeah, I could see myself living here. Yeah. I want to put in an offer. But there were so many houses where I was like, no, like I'm not going to yeah. buy it just to buy it. Yeah. You type and of you thing. knew and you absolutely knew. And but but that but I thought that was awesome. Yeah. There were a couple that I even sent you that I was like, what? You don't want to go look at it? Yeah. But you knew. Yeah, I knew. It's non-negotiable. Yeah. The, you know, especially when I'm doing it on my own and I don't have anybody to depend on. It's like, yeah. you know, I want to love the space. Yeah. And I want I want a space that I can make my own. And if there there were, you know, major things that sort of got in my way. I did have the opportunity to be like, no, I'm not going to put in an offer on this. So. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, okay. So location dynamics are shifting. What about that one? In real estate, the mantra, location, 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 remains relevant, but the definition of an ideal location has evolved. Remote work trends have reshaped the demand for suburban and rural properties. I agree with that. Well, yeah. I mean, during COVID times, you know, a lot of people were leaving the city because everybody was, like, sort of on top of each other. And, you know, the whole... uh, even we talked about the trend of having like open spaces in your house yeah. sort of stopped because yeah. everybody needed a, that quiet space yeah. to work because yeah. they were working from home. So, um, yeah, I think, you know, the location in, you know, I don't know about your clients. Did your clients sort of expand where they were looking as yeah. well? Yeah. Yeah. So I was just looking in Plymouth County. I mean, there was pretty... Pretty much every town in Plymouth County, I was like, okay, you know, if it's within a half hour of work, I'm, I'm open to it type yeah. of thing. Well, I moved eight minutes down the street, so <laughs> <laughs> that was good. But I still doubled my time to work, um, moving from Mary and Sam's house. But, um, but yeah, I mean, yes, location is important, but it has evolved over the time. And I think that was one of the trends for 2023 as well. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Um, and I do think that we're now, I feel like people are going back to the city where, you know, they were flocking out. I do think that um, in the beginning, people were a little bit pickier about where they wanted, like you're saying. Mm-hmm. But now it's, you know, most people just want to own a home. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's the goal. I keep saying, okay, now I have to have another goal. <laughs> like yeah. I've reached my goal. So like, what's the next goal? Um but okay so embrace flexibility what are you thinking about that one the ability to pivot and adapt quickly has never been more crucial entrepreneurs and real estate professionals who could just adjust their status oh yeah there will be just talked about this being being flexible and being you know i think it goes both ways i think it goes for the seasoned agents who are used to doing things the way they've always done them had to do things like mm-hmm. virtual tours and yeah. Zoom meetings yeah. and, you know, other other things in, in deal with, you know, millennials who who are super educated and yeah. super smart and, you know, have all the tricks up their sleeves. And on the flip side, you know, the the younger agents that are like into TikTok and all that stuff have yeah. realized that, you know, that's not you're you're not gonna get a lot all your business from TikTok. You've yeah. got to go. I think that both go hand in hand. Yeah. Which goes along with what the next. The mentorship. Yeah. yeah. So the mentorship matters. So like we talked about this even today in my office. So, you know, it's sharing successes, you know, within each other. So, you know, we're talking about real estate professionals because we do have some that listen to our show, um, whether they work at Boston Connect Real Estate or they work for another company. You know, we here we are very sort of in tune with sharing our experiences and just having sort of open discussions. You know, we try to meet every week, um, mm-hmm. you know, not as a complete company, but I mean, once a month we do meet as a complete company. But, you know, we have these open discussions where people can come and go and just sort of share their experiences, their knowledge. How'd you get through this? What's go- like, you know, what's going on in your business and see if we can help each other because, yeah. You know, we we are setting a standard for ourselves in our business, so we're sort of setting it for each other as well. Yeah, I'm a big rah rah. I want everyone to win. <laughs> I do. I really do. Um, I think that that, and I've been so fortunate to be able to latch on to so many different mentors, and I 
And I like I'm thinking on Tuesdays we have a an accountability meeting and we meet specifically with like Trick Trish and Nick Flynn. Yeah. I almost I almost called them Trick Flynn. <laughs> Trick Flynn. <laughs> <laughs> the Flynn team here the at Trick Flynn team. Yeah. Um <laughs> you don't have to text her that. Trish has been my mentor from the very beginning and she is, you know, talk about someone so she's I, like everyone's mentor <laughs> i tell her all the time when i when i want to be a little slacky i think about oh god what trish is gonna do? yeah i remember a couple of weeks ago mary was like doing something she was like you know so into it and i was like what are you doing like take a break and she's like no trish is gonna be mad at me if i don't complete this like yeah, i gotta she had to do her like, email she's not gonna templates. be mad at you she's just pushing you to yeah, be yeah, better yeah, yeah. <laughs> um but sharon's watching us hi sharon hey. uh sharon's watching us on facebook um we only have a couple minutes but um I do want to thank you for joining me on our first show back here well, in 2024. Cheers to 2024. Cheers. You have a coffee at 7 p.m. and I have a Canada Drive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, thank you for joining me. And uh, we, you're coming back in two weeks. Because Wait, we're I want to ask you thing. something. Why? We have we have three minutes. What what is what is it's. I know sometimes resolutions and all that crap, the goals and all that. I want to hear one thing for you. What, what do you? What's my? Yeah. What do you? What do you hope that we can accomplish in twenty? Or you can accomplish in twenty twenty four? Personally, or uh, whatever the, you want to talk about. Oh gosh, I don't know. I yeah. just I just said to you that I have to uh, to create a new goal because honestly, you know, twenty twenty three was great to me. You know, and I say I say that you know even though I had a hard time with my journey, I I ultimately got my goal, and that was to be a homeowner. And so right now, something else. Right now, well, I'm saying right now I have to sort of you know unpack and do all these things. But like I didn't realize that I wasn't an adult until <laughs> I realized I was like, oh yeah, I have to do all these things. So you're a adult. Um, what's a, what's my new goal? I don't just just to be organized and just be in the right frame of mind and headspace and just sort of uh, go. I, I'm trying to go into. 2024, which I I sort of started at the end of the year in a different state of mind, in a different Good. mind Me frame. Too. Yeah. Um. So it, it, no, it's not like a thing that you can see. That's a goal, but like mentally, but that's good. in my mind. Yeah. You know, I just want to be in a headspace where you know this is this is exactly sort of the journey that I'm that I'm on. And um, you know, yeah. what's yours? Mine you is a healthy. I want to be healthy. Yeah. Yeah. I've been on a healthy path. This, I think, for the latter part of this year, and I want to... I'm getting old. No, you're not. I am. How can people get in touch with you? Call me. How? 617-448-4896. You can comment on this Facebook post. I'll reach out to you. She'll reach out to you. You can email me. And you'll be back in two weeks. Hit me up on Instagram. Yeah. Go to bostonconnect.com to find all of our contact information. Oh, yes. In a couple weeks, we're going to have our... Yeah, so one of our South Shore zip trip, yeah, whatever we call it. <laughs> Thank you for joining us for our first show back in the new year. We'll see you on Saturday. Bye, Thank everyone. You. Bye.